This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Blue Wire. You're listening to the Raider Cody Podcast, the official podcast of RaidersBeat.com. When you have great coaches, then after you have great coaches, you get great players, you have a great organization, and you tell them one thing. Just win, baby. You're going to get everything I got. Everything I got. Give me everything you got. Do it for the man next to you. Let's go. Let's go, Raiders on three. One, two, three. Let's go get there. We talk about rebuilding, rebuilding. How do you rebuild? I don't think that Gruden came in to rebuild. I think he came to set his roster on fire. Raider Nation, what is up? Feels like it's been forever since we've talked, I guess, doing just these normal weekly episodes now in the off season. It's been pretty hard for me to transition into it, but I've been finding other ways to keep myself busy uh, before, you know, free agency and the draft, and I just fired up a brand new YouTube channel, and I want to tell you guys about that first. Uh, make sure you guys find it and subscribe to it. I'm going to be doing a jersey giveaway. Uh, we're going to be giving away an autographed Derek Carr jersey and an autographed Richie Incognito jersey as soon as the channel hits 1,000 subscribers. Uh, right now, while I'm recording it, I think it's borderline right there already at 1,000 subscribers. I've only dropped a handful of videos, and this was, I believe, I think since our last episode. So the channel is already heating up quick. Make sure you get on there, subscribe, hit that little gray bell. Eventually, I might start doing some live streams on it too, so make sure you hit that little gray bell. Uh, catch me when I go live. Uh, be chatting with whoever's there watching live. Uh, so it should be a lot of good stuff. So just search on YouTube Raider Cody. Just Raider Cody has separate content from the podcast. Has nothing to do with the podcast content. Sometimes I might take an interview or something that we talk about on this show. Maybe covered a little bit more in depth on the YouTube channel. But this is completely different content. But let's uh, let's get on with the podcast. This week I'm excited to get back into it. Um, obviously. After the offseason, I did a lot of player interviews, wasn't a lot, of, you know, wasn't really going in depth with a lot of different things. Um, and this week I'm actually excited. We're gonna have a still a, you know, we're still gonna have a guest. Um, I love talking to different people on the show, and I'm sure you guys like hearing other people talk besides just me. But um, Scott Goldbranson from Silver and Black today, if you guys listen to his show, uh, I was on there over the weekend. Well, would it be this weekend? It'll be the weekend before. So if you're hearing this on Sunday, I'm gonna be dropping this a little bit late. So I was on his show last Sunday. Um, it's only right that I return the favor and get some of that golden Las Vegas knowledge. They're right there. Uh, they're in the mix of things and they're going to jump on this team big time now that they're there in Vegas, right where their home is. So the silver and black today with Scott Goldbranson, he'll be joining us later. Um, but I'm going to be putting this off a little bit. This episode could be coming to you a little late. I'm recording this on a Saturday night. Normally I put it out the same night I record usually like maybe an hour or so after I record. Um, I publish it, but we're in the works now with some new artwork. So this show could look a little bit different to you guys. 
Um, I'm hoping it's going to be ready Sunday. So I'll put this episode hopefully out Sunday night for the Monday commute. Um, if it's not ready, I'll probably put it out Sunday night anyways for you guys. So you have it Monday morning. Um, but we have a lot of content to cover, uh, no matter what day you're listening to this. So, uh, let's jump into it. First off, we kind of have, that's a new type of advertisement this week. And what they want us to do is they want us to take this website. This is betonline.ag. You take betonline.ag and we're supposed to create a catchy little slogan for it and do a segment on it, right? So I'm like, man, you know what? What can we talk about right now? There's no football. I can't really talk about um, starting lineups. Can't really talk about, um, you know, bold predictions, really. So obviously, at the beginning of this offseason, we've had a lot of things, I don't know, kind of fire us up, right? We have the Hall of Fame stuff going on. Uh, the season didn't end the right way. Uh, with the freaking Chiefs won the Super Bowl. Uh, a lot of stuff that Raider Nation doesn't like. So I'm going to go ahead and call this the betonline.ag beef of the week. And right now, my beef of the week is with the NFL awards. What happened last weekend with Josh Jacobs? I mean, Max Crosby, Richie Incognito, Darren Waller, all those guys. One of those four guys should have been winning an award last week. Now, don't get me wrong. I mean, Kyler Murray played great. Of course, they're going to favor the quarterback, but Josh Jacobs won every single other rookie, offensive rookie of the year award from every other site, Fox, NFL writers, um, all these different places, uh, PFF, everybody was naming Josh Jacobs offensive rookie of the year. Then, of course, it comes around in the NFL and, uh, you know, Associated Press, who I think is, I think the main voters in this, of course, it comes down to whenever the NFL does it, Josh Jacobs gets snubbed, right? So they pick Kyler Murray and his seven interceptions in the final six games of the season to win instead. And now, Mac, you know, you look at Max Crosby, and I'm not going to say, like, I expected him to win. I'm not going to say he got snubbed. Um, of course, I definitely think he deserved to be second. I think he deserved to maybe even be a little bit closer um, to Nick Bosa. But uh, at the end of the day, hey, a fourth-round pick coming out of Eastern Michigan, uh, going right hand-in-hand, being the second-best defensive player being taken in the draft, and maybe the second best player, period, dang near, uh, taken in the draft at this rate. Sky's the limit, um, and obviously, you know, Max Crosby has a lot of growing to do, man. He came into the season, uh, or should I say whenever the Raiders drafted him, he was 255, right? He's 255 pounds. He gained over 20 pounds by the end of the season. He was like over 275 uh, the, that final game. So, obviously, his body's developing. One full offseason, one full NFL offseason is going to do that guy good. Um, but you know, the last snub and the last beef I got here, the last betonline.ag beef that I got here is going to be with Darren Waller and Richie Incognito, because I felt like one of those two guys were way more deserving of comeback player of the year instead of Ryan Tannehill. How was that a comeback? Ryan Tannehill just sucked last year, right? He played for the dolphins. He sucked. He played for, um, Adam Gase and the dolphins and he was just didn't play well. So he took the Titans. A pretty good Titans team. He took a pretty good Titans team carried by Derrick Henry in the playoffs. Okay. I mean, gosh, there's even an argument, no offense, you know, for for Jimmy Garoppolo. For whatever reason, I guess Ryan Tannehill leaving Adam Gase and sucking and making the playoffs is a bigger accomplishment than Jimmy Garoppolo coming back from a torn ACL. How does that even make sense? But at the end of the day, Darren Waller and Richie Incognito are both better selections. Both of those guys, definitely better than Ryan Tannehill. So that's a little disappointing. Um, I don't know. Guys, it's been a rough season for us. It definitely ended rough. Midway through, you know, we're 6-4. and four. Things are looking good. Stuff fell off, and 
you know, the NFL awards, the NFL Hall of Fame. A lot of things don't seem to be going our way. So uh, buckle up, Raider Nation. It's going to be a long offseason uh, full of rumors and so far disappointing news. Um, but yeah, that's it. That's my betonline.ag beef of the week. Our buddy Jonathan Abram popped into the news thanks to TMZ. A uh, little video emerged. He was jumping in his Lambo. He had uh, he's I guess, taking like five or six women to dinner or something. That was the that was the story that was rumored. Who knows? It could have been a big old group of them. Um, and they interviewed these five ladies and guess bought them dinner or whatever. Who freaking cares? Everybody's throwing a fit. He's a rookie in the NFL. He's probably renting the Lamborghini. Don't worry about the money that he's spending in his pocket. Don't worry about who he's hanging out with. Uh, for all I know, I mean, gosh, seems like he does pretty well off the field. I mean, I don't see any issues unless he's getting arrested. Some of the stuff that we've seen the last couple of years in the NFL, especially with the Raiders, as long as he's not getting arrested and not getting in trouble, I really don't care. TMZ, um, suck it. <laughs> That's all I got to say. On Wednesday, some players got some injury-only guarantees. Rodney Hudson received $12.65 million. Tyrell Williams got $11 million. Richie Incognito got $5 million, and Derek Carr received $2.9 million. Uh, so those guys got, you know, got a little money on Wednesday. The signing of Rod Marinelli became official on Thursday, becoming our defensive line coach, you know, of course, instead of Brinston Buckner. And, uh, in my opinion, kind of our undercover defensive coordinator. We've talked about this. Definitely puts Paul Gunther on the hot spot. So uh, Rod Marinelli um, coming in instead of Brinston Buckner. That is now official, and we also announced the signing of an offensive quality control coach, Austin King. Jalen Richard signed a contract extension with the Raiders, a two-year, $7 million contract, which I believe is worth up to $8 million in guarantees. Um, $4.6 million of the total contract is guaranteed. Uh, Jalen Richard, obviously, I mean, a guy that you wouldn't expect even, I don't want to say you don't expect him to be on the roster right now, but when he first came into the league as an undrafted free agent, um, kind of just finding his way in the NFL, who knew that he'd you know be signing that tender that he had a couple years ago, that he'd be coming back now and locking up another uh, two-year contract extension to keep going with us to Vegas. Uh, I think this is not only a message to Raiders players on what they can accomplish with this franchise, but it's also a message to all uh, prospects coming out that maybe think that they're not going to get drafted or they're going to get drafted low guys that are underrated, guys that are under the radar, there's a big role for you. And right now, Jalen Richard's a guy that came into this season as the only receiver, and he's not even a receiver, the only receiver on the 2019 roster that had like 30 more targets or 30 more receptions. Um, I think it was actually it was actually lower than that. I think it was the only guy that had like over 20 targets from the previous season on this roster. So uh, he had the most uh, continuity with Derek Carr. Um, had probably the most chemistry. Obviously, there's a couple big catches in there, um, and he was a big blocker coming out of the backfield. Um, made a lot of great pickups. Um, he's a great guy to have on third down, especially to get Josh Jacobs off the field for a little bit, even though I do think whenever Josh Jacobs gets healthy, um, he's going to start eating into that third, those third down snaps uh, because he is, you know, he has that same ability. He's obviously a, a great pass catcher that we weren't able to see because of that shoulder injury, um, and, you know, you're not going to send your guy out there blocking with a bum shoulder you're going to want. If he's going to be on that field and he's going to be hitting guys, he better have the ball in his hand. But Jalen Richard, I think, was a definite signing. What does that mean for the future of DeAndre Washington? I'm not really sure. I'd like to think that we get a replacement, not necessarily for DeAndre Washington, but I, I'd like to see us uh, pick up a better backup back 
that could take, you know, a little bit of the heavy load off of Josh Jacobs, the short yardage situations uh, that DeAndre Washington couldn't quite do. Obviously, Jalen Richard's not going to quite be that guy to, you know, take the take the heavy load off of him. Um, so DeAndre Washington, not really sure what's going to happen. We saw Isaiah Crowell, going to see what that turns into. Of course, he's coming off a pretty big injury as well, so I'm not sure how much confidence we have in him. But Jalen Richard is locked up uh, behind our star running back, Josh Jacobs, for now. So to be continued. So real quick, I hate to do this. It's a little bit shorter episode than normal. We're going to take this quick break provided by Blue Wire. And when we, when we return, you know, we're going to cover some more topics. We're going to bring our guest in. So we still have a few things to talk about. Vegas is coming in hot. The draft is coming in hot. Some things of free agency. Um, so let's take this quick break. Ever see an untucked button down? They look bad. Why? Because they weren't meant to be worn that way. Thankfully, there's Untuck It, the original button-down shirt actually designed to be worn untucked. No matter your size or shape, Untuck It shirts always fall at the perfect untucked length. With more than 50-plus fit combinations, Untuck It shirts look great on tall, short, slim, and athletic guys of all ages. I mean, heck, even me, I'm not the most athletic-looking guy. I got a little dad bod on me. But Untuck It shirts still look great. Choose from styles like wrinkle-free button-downs, super soft flannels, outerwear, and more. With Untuck It, your shirts will never look baggy, bulgy, too long, or too big again, and their website is so easy to use. They even have a whole page devoted to helping you find your fit. So whether you're shopping for the perfect gift or just trying to craft a smart, relaxed style of your own, Untuck It is the way to go. Visit UntuckIt.com and use code BLUE for 20% off at checkout. That's U-N-T-U-C-K-I-T dot com and promo code BLUE for 20% off. And like I said, now we have our special guest. I'm ready to bring him in. Got a few things to talk about, especially with Las Vegas. I can't wait to get a little bit of the Las Vegas vibe into this podcast. Let's quit messing around and let's welcome in our guest from Silver and Black today, Scott Gilbranson. Joining me now, the founder and the host of The Silver and Black Today, which airs on CBS Sports Radio 1140, and you can also find it as a podcast or stream it on their YouTube channel. Um, I highly recommend subscribing on your favorite platform or catching them live on air, and I'm not just saying that because he's here listening to me right now. <laughs> this is Scott Gilbranson, buddy. What is going on, man? Hey, Cody, man. Thanks for thanks for having me on. It's always a pleasure to talk to you. I know you were on our show a couple weeks ago, and um, I love, uh, love talking to everybody in Raider Nation. Yeah, some good stuff. You guys have a good operation growing over there in Las Vegas. Like I said, for those that haven't listened to the show, I don't even know, I mean, where to even begin. You guys are going to be, I mean, gosh, Las Vegas Raiders Central over there pretty soon. You guys are growing a monster. Um, You think you guys are ready for it? You know, we do. You know, I started the website three years ago, silverandblacktoday.com, and then uh, we did a podcast, you know, just like there's, there's, there's so many great Raider podcasts, including yours. Um, which is, you know, if you look at a lot of fan bases, NFL teams, they have some good podcasts, um, but I don't think there's as many 
good podcasts uh, for any other NFL team as a Raider. So it started off that way. Then I was fortunate to parlay that into a radio show with the intercom folks with CBS Sports Radio. Uh, we've now this week will be our 96th straight week without a week off. So we've been we've been Ooh. doing it for two years. You know, and that's the thing is a lot of folks now in Las Vegas, there's people popping up. And I knew that would happen. But we've been doing it for two years and we we try to bring people a show that is um, sort of a little mixed bag. You know, I'm, I'm sort of the objective kind of in the middle guy. Then you got Kelly and and uh, Chaz. They're both Raider fans. You know, Kelly's <laughs> kind of uh, likes to what he calls be a realist. Uh, I, I tend to think that he's <laughs> he's sort of like the, the wet blanket sometimes. And then Chaz <laughs> is, is Mr. Positive and. Chaz grew up in San Diego, a Raider fan his entire life, so he's been through hell and back uh, having to deal with that. But uh, no, it's it's great, and and you know Las Vegas is is ready for the Raiders, and I know for the folks, the the, the Raider fans in Oakland and in NorCal especially, there's a lot of concern about you know how's this team going to be received and how's it going to uh, change and what's going to what's going to stay, what's not going to stay, and so there's been some nerves about that. But I can tell you. Um, it's, it's going to be in good hands. It'll be different, but, uh, I think overall as fans from Northern California and even LA come to Las Vegas when the stadium opens, I think they'll be pleasantly surprised. And let's face it, you all are going to be part of making the tradition, the new tradition or whatever you want to call it here yeah. as well. So it's not going to be just people from Vegas creating, it's going to be Raider Nation from everywhere. You know, that's funny that you bring that up. Cause I was just talking to, um, obviously you're pretty good friends with them as well. Um, our buddy John over there from Stage Door Casino, um, and we had a good little conversation for a while. And you know, I mean, they're pretty much making their. Uh, if for those that haven't heard about the Stage Door Casino, uh, they're going to be right by the draft experience. That's probably where I'll be hanging out most of the time during the draft. Scott, I'm sure you're going to be a busy guy because you have important things to do over there for your show. But um, he seems to be growing a really good like Raider bar. I mean, this isn't just like yeah. some. Vegas bar or Vegas casino that's trying to make things work with the Raiders. He's trying to like, I mean, force his way. He's telling me like, if if we're at max capacity, if you're not wearing Raiders gear, you're not getting in. I'm like, <laughs> man, this is my dude right here. And you know, I think Raider fans are gonna flock to that for sure. But besides just you know that, like, I mean, he's really the only local besides you know yourself that I'm talking to. But uh, how do you feel the Vegas fans, the Vegas sports fans, how are they adapting and how are they preparing for the silver and black to be uh, there in, you know, six months? It's a great question. And, and just one point before we move on is, is, is John Viscara from, from stage doors talking about that he sponsored our show. And, uh, first of all, he's a Raider fan, a lifelong Raider fan from the Bay area. And just as genuine a human being as you ever meet, he's a fantastic guy and you should just go do business with him just based on that. Uh, but the stage door has jumped ahead. They really wanted to. When I met with him and he sponsored our show, he said, listen, I want to be the Raider bar in Las yeah. Vegas. And he's he's well ahead doing that. And it's going to be fun for the draft for sure. But, you know, the, the, the Las Vegas fans, it's interesting. You know, you hear all the negatives, just like any part of the country. And I've lived all over the country. Any part of the country, every place has positives and negatives. Las Vegas's negatives are easy to jump on because of the perception, right? The perception of the gambling and, you know, incorrectly people believe prostitution's legal here, which it is not. Um, and all these other things that have happened. So, so when they look at it, they, they, they can't think, they can't put their mind around the fact that, well, geez, how can, how can they adopt the Raiders as their home team when you got people from everywhere here because they, they want to talk about it being so transient and all that. But I can tell you, I first came here in 1991 to go to college, right? So I went to UNLV uh, I was here the the first time for eight and a half years, and then I moved back 
to San Diego where I grew up and then was in the Midwest for business and so on, and then came back 14 years later. Uh, my wife was born and raised here, uh, and it's changed a lot. When I first was here, I would say all of those things were true. You know, it was very people in and out all the time. It was not, there was a sense of community, but it was very small. Now it's very much a big city. And with that big city has come the appetite for professional sports. You've seen the success with hockey, right? And remember, yeah. hockey's the fourth sport, Cody. It's not like it's the NFL, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So so people jumped on board with that. And of course, they were very successful from the get-go, which helped significantly. Um, but you know, I'll use my neighbor. My my next door neighbor is from Seattle. He's got the 12th man sticker on his car. He is a Seahawks fan. When I first bought my house here, my new house here, uh, two and a half years ago, I struck up a conversation, told him what we were doing with the the website and the show and all that stuff. And he's like, oh, well, yeah, it'll be great to have the NFL here, but I'll never be a Raider fan, right? Wow. Well, now fast forward, here we are on the precipice of the Raiders actually coming here. And when I see him now, he's like, hey, you know, I'll always be a Seahawk fan. But since they're not in the AFC and it's going to be the hometown team, uh, I decided to buy tickets. He's coming around. <laughs> so, he's coming around, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So so I think you're going to see a lot of it. I think you might have people from around the country uh, who've come here because it is a big melting pot who, who might be a Bills fan or they might be um, you know, a Bears fan or whoever that will gravitate towards to – we saw that with hockey, right? We saw people who were lifelong Chicago Blackhawk fans or St. Louis Blue fans suddenly get caught up in – okay, this is part of our community. We're seeing them in our schools. We're seeing them at the mall. We're seeing them here. We're seeing them there. Suddenly they start to adopt it. But the big key to remember too, Cody, and, and, and to your listeners is we have so many people, and I cannot underscore this enough, from Los Angeles and from the Bay Area that moved here. Okay? Yeah, yeah. So, so there is a built-in Raider fan base already. Right. And and so you see it even before the the move was official and all that, you could walk around and drive around and see Raider stickers and, and, and license plate frames and people wearing hats and stuff. It was around a lot more. You've seen that increase probably tenfold in the last two years as the run up of this has come. But but I do think that um, once it's here and 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 once um, everything really starts to kick in the high gear, you're going to see a Las Vegas fan base that's very, very excited about the Raiders coming to town. That's what I'm talking about right there. And for me, I, I look at this from a fan point of view because I'm one of the, as you know, one of the crazy fans that gets on social media. And I, my, my friends like to say I like to, you know, uh, jump in front lines and, you know, just take everything as it is. So <laughs> it, it seems funny that other fan bases, um, you know, as we get in bickerings and stuff, there's, you know, there's some Charger fans that talk, of course, Chiefs fans all the time. Their, their favorite line right now is they say, well, have fun in Vegas. And I'm like... Okay, like is that supposed to be an insult? Because I'm gonna have a freaking blast in Vegas, so I don't really know yeah. where they're trying to get. But also, that is bringing in um, what we saw just a few weeks ago already. Vegas is, I mean, pretty much gonna be start being the go-to spot for all sports. You're saying this is the fourth one coming in, um, and it's just the beginning. I, I'm actually surprised the XFL didn't uh, branch out there again too. But um, we saw a UFC fight with obviously Mark Davis and Mark Davis I'm sure is going to be going to every single Las Vegas sporting event <laughs> and uh, a nemesis of ours uh, seems to be a friend for some reason now but uh, <laughs> Tom Brady uh, stops by says hi has a little chat and they go on with their night and now Tom Brady is reported to be 
uh, in talks of joining the Las Vegas Raiders in 2020. Scott, I haven't hit on this a little bit, but um, you obviously, you have a wide range um, of writers on your site. You have a wide range of uh, personalities that come on your show. You hear a lot. You have a lot of different opinions. I'm sure you've gathered your thoughts a lot more than mine because I'm I'm pretty biased. You know, I'll be honest. Uh, What are your thoughts on number 12? Ugh. I can't even picture. I just picture. I just pictured it right now in my mind. Uh, what What are your thoughts on uh, Tom Brady joining the Silver and Black? So, so, and I, I, I on our show, I call him Tommy Tuck Rule. Uh, but, <laughs> but you know, I, look. Here's the thing. I, I think that it, it's very interesting. And and just as as you've seen and you've been on the front lines and taken a lot of heat for the stuff around Derek Carr and that that fifty. I mean, I feel like when Raider Nation talks about Derek Carr, and I, I don't ever get political right on my show yeah. or with anything really. But it's like talking about the pres- about President Trump when you talk about Derek Carr and Raider <laughs> Nation, is. which is really weird because Derek Carr is one of the nicest human beings there is, right? So it's yeah. not even it's not even close from a personality standpoint. But um, you know, it, the Tom Brady thing too. I mean, with the history with the Raiders and the Tuck Rule and that whole game and all the stuff that happened, it, it makes it I think even a weirder kind of thing to even consider. And and I've said all along, and I remain consistent in this. I I think Tom Brady will end up back with the Patriots. I don't. I, you know, we're hearing all this stuff about no Belichick wants to prove he can win without him, and then Brady wants to prove that he can win without Belichick because even though they have a great working relationship, everybody knows that they're not exactly close uh, personally. So so I get that part of it, and at the same time, you have a, part, a significant part of the fan base, at least based on my small sample size of you know social media. Of mm-hmm. people who think that the Raiders need a quarterback, and then you have the other side of folks who say, you know what? No, we have a quarterback who needs more help, and we can move forward. With Tom Brady, Tom Brady, let's face it, he's going to be able to go wherever he wants, pretty much. Um, and if he wanted to come to the Raiders, would the Raiders consider it? I, you know, the thing is for fans, and Cody, you're you're a passionate fan too. Mm-hmm. It's hard for fans to think about the sport as a business sometimes, right? Mm-hmm. And and when that happens. So when, you know, we post videos or, or clips from our show about talking about this or talking about like we're having on our next show, a guy who did a mock draft where they trade up and they get Tua, right? Um, people are like, oh, you guys are nuts. You're just trying to get clicks. I'm like, no, this is just a part of the conversation. <laughs> yeah. Um, and people don't like it, right? And it's like, okay, well, if you don't like it, then you don't have to listen to it. That's totally cool. But I think with the Tom Brady situation, you know, a lot of the national media is looking at it and saying, wow, that's intriguing because – of the move, right? So suddenly he's in Las Vegas, or the team's in Las Vegas, and Tom Brady's looking to end his career with some kind of splash. And and we all know because he's married to who he's married to, and he's got all these these endorsements, and he's got all these entertainment um, businesses that he's been involved with and started. I think they look at that, and and frankly, it's it's an interesting story. Okay, that does not mean that it's close to being true. It does not mean that it's going to happen. But if you're in the media, and you know, too, because you're a great content producer, when you produce content, you you need things to talk about. And sometimes it's not that you just say, well, I'm going to talk about this just because it'll generate interest. No, it's a genuine conversation. And so I think it will be a conversation for Raiders, the Raiders fans, and for writers who are writing about where Tom Brady might go. Because even though he can go wherever he wants, Cody, I don't think there's a lot of good fits for him. I'm not saying the yeah. Raiders are a great fit either. But if you look at who, where could he go, I mean – you're you're 43 years old. You may might play two or three more years. You don't want to go to a team that's in rebuild mode, right? Where you have no yeah. offensive line, you're going to get killed. So so you have to look at where he might go, and the Raiders make sense because I think it's a great sign of respect for what the Raiders have done over the last couple of years. Because 
why would Tom Brady consider going to a team, you know, if you believe some writers and, and, and prognosticators who say John Gruden doesn't know what he's doing and this is a mess and the Raiders will always stink and Mark Davis is an idiot. They, they look at this and they say, well, geez, Josh Jacobs, you have Darren Waller, you have Foster Moreau, you have that offensive line. Of course, you have Richie Cognito, who you had on your show just a little while ago. Um, all those guys – their offense is there. It's right there. They're not that yeah. far away. And then the defense, you anticipate they'll improve that significantly through free agency in the draft this year. So so it makes sense for them to consider the Raiders because of the ongoing conversation with some about doubt with, with Derek Carr and what, what his long-term future might be. Uh, and then the fact that the team's kind of on that crux of, of, of being a playoff team and maybe a contender and driving towards a championship. So, you know, I, I again, I've said all along, I, I believe in my heart of hearts and fully expect that Derek Carr will be under center when he when they head into their first game in Allegiant Stadium in Las Vegas. I love it. And Scott, first thing, first comment I have, I guess, I need to get you on here a little bit more and let you vent more often because I could tell your co-hosts, <laughs> they're holding you back. You got some opinions back there that you're trying to let loose here, man. <laughs> hey, hey, well, you, you know, know you yeah, got a lot it, of good points, depends, though. man. You know, it's, 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 it's interesting just because – the Raider fan base, uh, and again, I, I'm very I'm open about it. It was funny when I first had the show. A lot of people thought it was like some guarded secret that I grew up a Charger fan, right? So, so, so I grew up hating the Raiders. I did. I, I mean, I did. And then when I moved to Kansas City, and then I moved back, and the Raider and the Chargers were moving to LA, I kind of was just done. Right? I was just a fan of football, and so I never really got close to the Raider fan base. And since I've done the show on the website with the Las Vegas angle, and then coming here. Um, and my kids growing up now Raiders fans, um, hey. it, you know, it's changed my perspective and I can't, I've never seen, I don't care what anybody says, there is no better fan base and there's no more passionate fan base. But when you have that passion, sometimes it can lead to Raider nation on Raider nation <laughs> violence. And that's unfortunate. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The, the passion definitely, uh, goes very, very deep here in Raider nation. Um, but you know, hitting on some of those points of the, one of the very first things you said, um, obviously this is a business and it's hard to look at it from a business standpoint. One argument that I've seen is that Tom Brady would, you know, put butts in seats. And what, you know, what I don't get is, I mean, okay. Yeah. Tom Brady coming to Las Vegas. Cool. I, I understand. Maybe it would sell tickets, but all the tickets are already sold, Scott. So I mean, do you, <laughs> exactly. do you see any reason for the Raiders to do it for, from a business standpoint that we're not, I mean, we're not trying to sell seats, right? We're trying to build a football team. Correct. Yeah. I, I, yeah the, the sell tickets thing is, is, is a misnomer and it's not true. It's just, they, they've sold out. People want, Oh, casinos bought it. No, listen, most people who don't live here, who don't have family that worked in the casino business or have friends who are executives in the casino business that I'm fortunate to have. Listen, casinos bought tickets. Yes. They bought luxury boxes, but they didn't buy 30,000 and they didn't buy 20,000 or 15,000. So, so they've sold these seats to regular fans who who had the money. Now, not everybody has the money. I understand that the price has gone significantly higher. But Tom Brady coming to the Raiders, if that were to happen in some bizarre world, um, it wouldn't be about putting butts in seats. From a business standpoint, do you sell a whole ton of jerseys? Well, maybe, although there's mm. you know a couple number 12s that have played for the Raiders that I think you still sell quite a bit of few jerseys, like Ken Stable <laughs> and Rich Cannon. Um, no. so, so to me, it... it from a business savvy move, attention, uh, yes. And do they need it? I, I tend to think not. I, I really don't, unless they really believe. And again, we don't know this. We have no indication that this is the case. Unless they really believe that they need to go on to another quarterback, I don't see why they would do it. 
Uh, and I don't think publicity is good enough reason because as you just mentioned, as I mentioned before, it's a business and the business is about winning. Go back to Al Davis and just win, baby. It's not about yeah. selling tickets only and getting selling jerseys and merchandise and being you know, the hot new item because Tom Brady decides to come to your team. No, it's about winning a championship. So I think they'll do whatever it takes to win a championship. And that doesn't necessarily mean that that's signing Tom Brady. I, I gotcha. So long story short, you can't sell tickets that aren't available. And if he came, he'd be the third most popular number 12 to ever be in silver <laughs> and black. Yeah, so. <laughs> it, it, would be, it would be interesting, though, because I, I can't imagine like I, I grew up uh, again in San Diego. And so I was I was unfortunately and still a long suffering Padres fan. And, um, you know, I can't imagine, you know, when I was a kid, Steve Garvey signed with the, the Padres. Right. And, and San Diego always had a little brother syndrome. So we always hated the Dodgers because the Dodgers were always good. And it was L.A. And back then, San Diego is a much more a smaller town. And so we hated the Dodgers just because they were the Dodgers. Uh, and, and, and I remember when Steve Garvey came down, it, I, all was forgotten. Right. Everybody's like, oh, it doesn't matter that he was a Dodger. We love him. And then he went on to hit what, the biggest home run in Padres history. So so to me, if Tom Brady came, I have no doubt that Raider Nation would 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 jump on board with him. But, yeah, absolutely. Raider Nation has a history of amazing quarterbacks uh, and players and just an uh, just an, a huge amount of Hall of Famers and should be Hall of Famers. So I don't necessarily think that it would be the be all end all and suddenly validate Raider Nation for fans who already believe in the team and live silver and black every day of their life. Oh, absolutely. Team above players. And that's coming from probably the biggest Derek Carr stand there is around here. But to close <laughs> this thing out now, Scott, I want to, one last topic here. And that's going to be, I just want to know your thoughts. Obviously, I mean, it, it's it's a pretty popular opinion to think, to think that the Raiders' future is bright. Um, now we're going into this thing, Las Vegas 2020, uh, led by John Gruden and Mike Mayock. How confident uh, are you in them and what they've done, you know, these last few years and what they're going to be doing this coming off season to prepare us for Vegas? Well, I'm, I'm extremely confident. I think they're, they're on the right road. I think, you know, at the end of the day, it's, it's where the rubber meets the road, right? You got to go out and you got to win games. Um, and I think last year we all got a little taste of what they can be. Uh, and maybe they peaked a little early and, and played above uh, their and punched above their weight for a little bit which was fine because they were decimated by injuries uh, and, and had a lot of holes. Uh, but, but I think the future is bright because if you look at not only the people you have in place, I know there's still people who doubt John Gruden. I don't doubt him. There's times when I'd be honest, if you listen to our show where I'm, I don't understand sometimes his offensive mindset. Um, mm -hmm. And, and, and we talk about that. I don't slam or blast people, but I sometimes wonder, I go, well, wonder why they're doing this or why they're being conservative here when they could open up the offense more. Yeah. Um, and I think that is on the coach. I think Derek Carr gets blamed a lot for it when he shouldn't, um, because it's not always on him. Uh, you, you know, quarterback gets too much, I think, credit when a team wins and it gets too much fault when a team loses. Oh, uh, and sometimes, you know, sometimes coaching uh, has, has a big part of that. But I believe in John Gruden. I really think that he's going to get this team where he is. And I think Mike Mayock is not just a figurehead. I think that, that two, the two guys working together, that symbiotic relationship that they have, um, has been very important. And you saw it. I mean, look at the draft last year. Holy moly. Yeah. I mean, how could you not be happy with it? I know Raider fans have been suffering for a long, long time, and, and they feel it a little closer, and so now it's getting even worse. But but I, I believe that the franchise, too, moving to Las Vegas, having its own stadium. Um, you know, I was out early this morning shooting drone footage of the headquarters. That's coming along really well. So, so if you look at that and the revenue they're going to be able to produce – uh, and the fact that they have all this excitement building around them with the move and with the the front office and with the players they have on the field, 
I don't see how you can look at the Raiders and not be excited. I love it. I love it, Scott. I appreciate you coming on here tonight um, and breaking some stuff down with me. It's been a long time. I've had a couple players on here, uh, but I've slowed down on the podcast a little bit. So it felt good to get on here and chop up some Raiders talk. Uh, for those of you that enjoyed listening to Scott as much as I did, make sure you follow him on Twitter at LVGully and also check out uh, you know their website, Silver and Black Today. All the information's there. You can find just just Google them. You know what? I don't, I don't need to give you this. Just Google them. Scott <laughs> Gilbranson, silverandblacktoday.com. Scott, like I said, I appreciate you coming on tonight with me, brother. Hey, Raider, uh, Cody. Listen, I, I tell you what, man. Thank you for your passion, and um, you know you're doing a great job producing content. And and for those of you guys out there who who love or hate Cody, doesn't matter <laughs> as long as you listen. As long as you read, whatever it is, uh, because at the end of the day, you know, producing and making content, it's a lot easier to sit back and criticize people uh, than it is to actually go out and do something. And so uh, all the credit in the world for you, man, for doing it. Keep doing what you're doing. And we'll talk to you real soon. Likewise, Scott. Have a good night, man. You too, buddy. That was a great talk with my buddy, Scott. Like I said, hopefully you guys follow him on Twitter. Check out their, I mean, everything. Check out their radio. Check out their website. That's CBS Sports Radio 1140. Silver and Black Today is the show. Uh, they produce it into a podcast. They have their YouTube channel. I think that they're uh, finally really investing into. Make sure you check out their YouTube channel, Silver and Black Today. Um, and also, while we're at it, make sure you subscribe to my YouTube channel. Like I said at the beginning, search Raider Cody. Subscribe. Hit that little gray bell. Uh, because there's going to be more content coming through there. I'm still going to be doing the podcast. But like I said, the podcast is all completely separate content from what's going to be going on the YouTube channel. So other than that, Raider Nation, there should be a little rebrand. Hope you guys like the artwork. If you guys are still listening right now, uh, leave some comments on my Twitter page. Let me know what you guys think of the new look. Um, maybe, hopefully you've seen it by now. It should it should be done on Sunday. Don't take my word for it. I'm, I'm going to be dropping this episode Sunday night. It should be, the new artwork should be attached to it. If not technical difficulties and i apologize but we're working hard um and trying to make things happen for you so raider nation until next time and that's gonna be most likely next week i'll see you guys later